knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Mobile hunters, if you're interested in upping your mobile game, then head to tetherednation.com and check out their saddle gear. There are a few things that you can buy that will actually help you become a better deer hunter or give you the freedom to hunt any tree or any situation. This reason is why I started saddle hunting in the first place and why I use Tethered's gear. I can honestly say that tethered saddle gear has changed how I hunt for the better. Big tree, little tree, from the ground, it doesn't matter. I'm untethered by my gear to hunt the best setup for the situation instead of hunting for a tree that my gear can use. My current course setup consists of the Phantom Saddle, Tethered One Sticks, and the Predator Platform, and along with an assortment of their accessories. So if you want to up your mobile game, head over to tetherednation.com. If you're like me, you spend a lot of time poring over maps, looking at weather data, all in an effort to help predict when and where my best times are to hunt. It'd be nice if there was a reliable source with all this information in one place. Enter the Spartan Forge app. Unlike some other predictive apps on the market, Spartan Forge was created from military combat intelligence experience tailored for hunters and stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting. No more man-made algorithms. This is a predictive model based on real GPS collared deer data historical and predictive weather, and the next level of mapping imagery, all at my fingertips. I've had an opportunity to use the desktop version of Spartan Forge last year and recently the beta version of the iOS app, and it has replaced all of my other mapping tools. Head over to SpartanForgeAI.com to sign up today to get your place in line as the mobile app launches soon. This podcast is brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. Skull Brew Coffee roasts premium single-origin coffee guaranteed to deliver the freshest coffee directly to your doorstep. The kicker? They're 2% for conservation certified and donate 10% of their proceeds back to organizations who support the interests of our hunting community. So go to SkullBrewCoffee.com and pick up one of their three killer roasts and fuel your hunt and fill more tags with Skull Brew Coffee. Welcome to the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 249. Today, my buddy Aaron and I are wrapping up a quick scout and a trail camera pool on a new piece of Big Woods public land. So stay tuned.
is up, everyone? Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are doing well. Hope you are feeling fine. I'm going to guess there's a lot of folks out there feeling a lot better than they had considering deer season has pretty much opened everywhere. Pennsylvania is opening here on the second. So, you know, as you're listening to this, if you're from PA, just hold on for a couple more days, man, it's, it's coming. But, uh, you know, I had, a. I've actually had a jump on the season here. I think I've mentioned in the past, you know, I, I, I live in a special regs unit. So I've been able to get out the past, you know, two weeks. Um, I think I've gotten four hunts in, in the, in the past week, you know, I can hunt this week. I probably, I'm going to try to get out maybe Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the weather. Cause I'm going to be making a trip, uh, to a new area, hopping in the, hopping in the DIY trailer and, and heading out for a couple days over the course, over the course of the weekend. But, uh, this past week was able to get out a couple times and really I treat these early weeks, you know, that I get as almost like bonus weeks where, you know, I'll do a lot of hopping around new areas that I've not ever hunted before. Maybe I've found something while I was scouting this past year and I hung a camera and, you know, I have some deer activity, but maybe no bucks really. And so I might just go in and throw a hunt at it and see, and see what happens. You know, do I see deer? Do I not see deer? Gives me an opportunity to potentially check that camera as well to continue to gain more intel. And that's basically what I did this past week was just a lot of kind of low impact, nothing that was going to hurt areas that I kind of knew um, or that I have more information about that might get a little bit better as we get a little further into, into October. And that's what I did actually Saturday morning. I slipped into this one area that I hung a camera. It's probably the last place that I hung a camera. Actually, I actually had a cell camera in there and, uh, a good buck, you know, showed up on camera, I guess a week or so ago. And he's been through a couple different times, um, super late though. So it's, it's not like I'm close to his bed or anything like that, but there's no bedding around there, which is why I think this spot is going to be a pretty decent spot when it comes to rut. It's a pinch. I think I mentioned last on last week's podcast when I was kind of detailing this little pinch near some, you know, near this like swampy area. There's like this ditch that runs through that's kind of pushing and funneling deer all into kind of one spot. And so it's, that's a perfect kind of example of a place where it's, you know, I'm not exactly sure what wind I need a hundred percent. Cause I don't have enough info on how they're exactly using the area. I kind of think I know where the bedding opportunities are at and stuff like that, but it's a place that I'll just kind of go throw a hunt at it. And if I choose the wrong wind, you know, then I, then I know better for the next time. And that's kind of what I did for this situation. You know, it's just, I didn't have a terrible wind, but the wind that I had was going to be blowing back towards their beds. And I was hunting their movement in the morning. It was really just trying to trying to kill a doe to be, to be honest, you know, put some meat in the freezer. And there, there's been does kind of filtering through there, you know, on any type of kind of westerly wind is what I had kind of started to see with the Intel that I did have that they would try to kind of trickle through there. Um, sometime in the morning, usually by like eight 30, like that would be around the witching hour, if you will, if they hadn't come through by then, like it probably wasn't going to happen because it wasn't the only way they could get through. They could kind of circle back behind me, you know, and, and come in a different way potentially, or they might be coming from the completely opposite direction, depending on where they were feeding and, and, and what the wind was like the, the previous night, essentially. So I slipped in super quiet, was able to kind of kayak in close by and, um, it's super swampy and thick in this, in this area and, uh, got to the tree, got set up and just kind of waited and didn't see anything. Right. But the one thing that I learned was, you know, I did have the, that westerly wind that I thought I would have. And the wind was blowing back towards where their bed, where I assumed the beds were at or where the bedding area that I'd found in the spring. And I knew that I basically have the morning to hunt. And then by the, if they didn't show by like eight thirty, nine thirty, something like that, I probably need to get out of there before I started boogering stuff up. But I got a little bit of a reprieve. Um, as you know, you got a lot of you guys probably know, it's like when you're hunting close to stagnant water, swampy areas and stuff like that, you know, that, that, that water is typically going to hold, 
you know, warmth, especially this time of year, whenever we had a little bit of a cold snap. So it was about 50 degrees when I got into the tree. And I want to say it was maybe like 49, 48, like overnight or something like that was the, was the low. And that body of water has been, you know, pretty warm like that, you know, especially when you're talking about swamps and stuff like that, when it's smaller pieces of water and stuff, it's going to hold heat a little bit longer potentially. And so you're actually going to get a little bit of a thermal effect that's going to draw, you know, your thermal out you know, toward the water or toward wherever that standing water is. And so I was getting a little help from that actually. And I wasn't exactly sure how much help I was going to get from that, which is why I was a little bit lukewarm about hunting this spot. And when I got into the tree, man, I was getting a lot more, um, more, a little bit more, I guess, uh, south in that wind, uh, than I would have anticipated. Um, and it was, it wasn't that I was getting a prevailing, there was no south in the prevailing. It was just the thermal pulling that my westerly prevailing wind just a little further toward the toward the north, which would give me a feeling of having a little bit more south in the wind than in the prevailing than there actually was. And so what that kind of taught me was was like I need to kind of especially early season in that particular area, I need to account for that, which means I can probably cheat the wind in that spot a little bit more than I had anticipated. And that's one of those things where it's like I, I throw hunts at some of these places to get an understanding of what my wind is going to do in these areas, especially if I'm going to be in and around water, because, you know, if you've never hunted it before, you just don't know exactly what type of effect that's going to, that's going to have. So that was the big learning for this year. The bummer, the kick in the pants was I do have a cell camera in the general area kind of further back, you know, um, essentially the, their line of travel that they would use to kind of get to where I was at. And, you know, it wasn't shortly after I got out of the tree and kind of boogied on out of there, there was a group of does that looked to be heading, Heading, heading in my direction, so I missed out on that opportunity. And then where I was planning, where I was potentially planning to set up in the morning, I had two places I kind of picked. Um, of course, there were some deer that traveled through there when I checked the checked the trail camera at like seven o'clock, and you know probably would have either place if I would have stayed long enough at the one would have happened. If I would have hunted the other spot <laughs> that I was potentially planning on hunting, probably would have got an opportunity. But that's bow hunting. And then the evening hunt, you know, I saw more people than I did deer, so we'll we'll just leave that at that. But uh, gonna jump into today's show, man. Have a cool show for you guys today. Um, as you guys know, I've been working on a new piece of big woods public that I've been kind of trucking and trekking through. Um, my buddy Aaron, uh, has been with me for a lot of this. We've hung, hung trail cameras together and scouted together and stuff like that. In this session, he and I went up and did a card pool, did a camera pool and had, you know, probably one of the best camera pools I've ever honestly had in, in, in Pennsylvania. And we kind of go through the details of that and kind of what we expect to see here, um, this upcoming season. And I'll be headed there this weekend to hopefully, capitalize on a little bit of uh early season movement um that uh that 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 i've been seeing but before we do that just a quick reminder be sure to head over to skullbrewcoffee.com if you're planning any travel hunts head over to skullbrewcoffee.com pick up some of the pour over travel packs don't drink shitty coffee on your travel hunts promo code tfts21 will save you some cash then also head over to truthfulnessstand.com go to the uh merch tab Pick yourself some some merch up, or you can go to my Instagram handle, the Truth from the Stand Instagram handle, and hit the shop button. Got sweatshirts, t-shirts, coffee mugs, a bunch of tchotchkes, and stuff like that. If you're interested in picking up some merch, you can also use the promo code TFTS21 to save yourself some cash. So without, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode, and as always, thank you all for listening. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Truths from the Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. We are coming to you live on location from Livonia. Livonia. <laughs> Livonia. And for those of you out there that don't know what Livonia is. It's where we're at. It's where we're at. Look it up. <laughs> uh, hanging out with my good buddy, Aaron Hepler. 
Uh, we're out doing a little bit of scouting today. Actually, I wouldn't call it scouting, would you? Well, we did a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like it, like an hour and a half. Or yeah, it was, it was scouting like light. It was really uh, an area we've been kind of working together with another buddy of ours. It had been a few months. One camera hadn't been checked since. At all. Yeah. I don't even know when I hung that one. That one was probably the same May, time I hung the other one. Like, yeah, yeah, probably May at yeah. some point. Um. Because there was one that I actually hung in April. That was the one that had been out the longest. Yep. Um, and I made one other trip back um, and hung another couple cameras. And uh, there was one that hadn't been checked at all, which was that one. Yep. And then the rest of them really hadn't been looked at since sometime in early July. You know. And this is a little late uh, in the game for me, at least. I usually like to have most of my stuff done by now. You know, I like to give everything kind of a month, but I don't plan to be back to the area till sometime mid October. But we spent a good solid day. I think we got started around eight thirty this morning to, to pull cameras, and we wrapped it up probably like right around four thirty ish or yep. so. Right around, yeah. And uh, I don't know how many cameras did we check. Well, what? we checked the three that I had up yep. over there. And the one that the one I had that over had. there, and then I hung another one to replace the one that had died. Yeah. So that's what five, five, and then um, two over at the other, in the, on the in the other area. Yeah, yeah Lavonia Junior. Lavonia, yeah, Lavonia <laughs> Junior. Um, yeah. So good day, man. Real uh, good day. Yeah, I gotta say, um, you know, well, let me get your perspective on the day first, and then I'll give I'll give mine. So what are you thinking? Uh, I love. The um the first camera we checked is I mean we both can obviously say that was surprising surprising but not surprising like mm-hmm. we kind of, like kind of expect something like to be on a camera like that one but um extra surprising mm-hmm. uh, we were super stoked about that and I mean overall it's, a it's just a great time to get some of this time in with a buddy and b we were really happy with what we found on the cameras today. So yeah, yeah, and we couldn't ask for better better weather too. No, it's perfect. I think, yeah, I mean, mid sixties all day. Yeah, yeah, mid sixties all day. <clears throat> I brought the camper out last night and stayed the evening at a campsite, um, just because I like to stay in the camper as often as possible. I spent yep. enough time building this thing, so I should get some use out of it. Yep. Um, and uh, but beautiful weather. You know, couldn't ask for a better day to go out and check some cameras and stuff. It was warm enough to where you got a little sweat rolling once in a while, but nice enough. No bugs. And there was a nice little breeze, so it didn't have, like, a lot of bugs, even, you know, in the areas where it was getting a little steamy when you were in kind of a middle of, middle of, like, a lot of foliage or a cut or or whatever the case was. But I would agree with you, man. You know, that, that one camera, to your point, you know, wasn't surprising I don't know how to qualify it. Like, I was surprised maybe of the top end of the caliber of the deer that yeah. were on it. Like, we Agreed. knew there were good deer in the area because we had a camera that wasn't too far away on yep. the opposite side across this water, you mm-hmm. know, that we had checked last time that had some really good deer on it that we thought had a lot of potential, you yep. know. And those were images from end of June, beginning of July. Correct. And then this one... Again, it's not too far away, but it's not. I mean, it's a it's a piece. You know, it's like for on a for a walk, they could be in separate worlds from there to there, and they were because we didn't get yeah. any of the same deer yep. at all on Correct. on either of those cameras. But I actually have another one that's not too far from that one that we checked today. It's a cell camera, mm-hmm. and I think maybe one deer was an overlap. Yeah. Was o- only one. I'll have to look back at all the stuff. Yeah, but in looking at it, man, you know, I guess just to give a little description, you know, for the 
kind of topography and stuff that we're in. You know, it's some it's it's big woods. You guys have heard me talk about big woods in the past. A lot of the guests on talking about big woods. That's what this is. Um, really kind of looking. <clears throat> a lot of it is flat because it's kind of on on tops. You yep. know, um, and so late, I guess, in our scouting, and some of these places were just flyers that we took. Actually, both of these camera or this camera, one of them specifically we checked today, was really like a last ditch camera that I put out. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to leave after I'd hiked to the top of this mountain, hung a cell camera because I got signal up there. And then on my way back down, had another camera in my pack and was literally like, oh, I should just throw this thing out somewhere just to put it out. You know, and so I ended up putting it in a spot where I was like, there's an area that I hunt in uh, in the Midwest um, that is has a lot of like logging and stuff that goes on. And early when I was hunting that was finding, you know, with a buddy, a fair amount of success using... Um, Areas that would seem really, really obvious, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better way to put it, or we'll put it this way, areas that the logging has now created really easy uh, path of least resistance for deer. Right. Right. And I found that they've been hit, they've been hit and miss. In the area that I live, I would never hang cameras in this area, nor would I ever expect to see deer there. Yeah. It seems like around here and in that place that I hunt in the Midwest, because there just aren't nearly as many folks around and stuff like that, and there's just so much more land that they seem to get used more. Yeah, they actually use the typical spots that you read about and like, oh, there's a saddle. Oh, don't hunt saddles. Oh, there's a two-track or right. whatever, yeah. But they actually use them here. Yeah. And so on a whim, I kind of walked out to the end of this, you know, essentially it was a two-track, yeah. you know. And um, I got to kind of the end where it got so thick that I couldn't really get to it. And I wanted to get to like the edge of the timberline. It was honestly where I was originally trying to get to Hank. Because I was like, oh, the deer will work this edge, you mm-hmm. know. Um. But I was like, you know, I kind of want to be like almost in inside of a cut. I was like, because I just want to see, you know, and it's the magic of the cut, you yep. know, essentially, right? If you get those ones that are at the right age, yep. you know, in the right areas. And I think there's a lot that goes on in this one, particularly the way it kind of sets up with like winds and thermals and stuff like that. I think the deer are really kind of able to take advantage of. And I hung a camera there on a whim. Yeah. You know, it was one of those ones where I was like. I bet there's not going to be anything on it. <laughs> I'm going to show up in like August or September and it's not going to be squat. Yeah, or all nighttime or something. Yeah, and yeah. look, if it were all nighttime too, I would have been just as happy because it's right. like I, I would know that deer are somewhere in the area. I just got to figure out where they're going to spend time in daylight. Right. And uh, so we pull that camera and we start flipping through and it's like, oh, there's a decent buck. I'm like, oh, there's a decent buck. And it was like, okay. It's like, oh, there's a good one. Right, and that one's like 130 inches. Yeah. Right, and, and uh, mind, mind, they're still in velvet. And end of June, middle of June, those pictures were too. So. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, these were, you know, these ones specifically. It's like they were, they were early on, and they were sizable. Yeah. Like where they were already reaching a point where you were going. I if he was hard horn now, I would shoot him. Right, that type of stuff. Yeah. So not to kind of drag this camera pull out, but the reality of it was was that. We had, oh man, the ratio was probably five images to seven images of a buck for every one, maybe two images of a doe that we would get. Yeah. And there was a lot of images. Yeah, easy. Yeah. And uh, ended up being five shooters on that one camera. Yep. Now granted, this is all summer. We get it. They're going to transition. Some of them might, some of them might not. You know, we'll have to, we'll have to see. And And this is, you know, the kind of cut that it is, it is a place where they could stick real easy. Yeah, yeah, they they totally they totally could. There's everything that they need yep. there, and 
if there are does bedded in there and they want to be away from the social pressure, there's plenty of room for them to get plenty far enough, plenty far enough away from them. Yeah. But I didn't see a lot of pictures of, of does. Nope. I actually get them more up top where yep. I have the cell camera. I've gotten a few pictures of bucks, good ones. A lot of them are at nighttime yep. you know, or, or, or at night. But a lot of the pictures that I get up there are like, is the opposite for every five to seven. If, si, I can't talk. Five to seven images of a, of does, I'll get a picture of a buck. Right. You know? And so what ended up happening was, is there's probably five shooters on that one camera alone. Mm-hmm. Two of them, which look like for sure going to be over one, the 150 pushing the 160 class kind of range. Easily pushing 160s. Yeah. Um, one has uh kickers off both g2s yeah, and a lot of like yeah a lot of character yeah i mean one has a is a was that where we found the 11 point with the drop was it that camera there are two 11 points but that one was an 11 with a drop with yeah. a drop yeah. yeah and so i mean you know it was just like we could have stopped then and yeah. been like cool let's go back to the trailer and drink coffee yeah and hang out and talk about <laughs> these bucks because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much made made my day yeah you know but I think it's going to, and we started talking about how we might hunt that area too. And I think yeah. it's, I think it's really good plausible, to, yeah. plausible to hunt, yeah, you know? Absolutely. And you've already talked to Tony about that area too. And about, you know, you've been on his podcast, he's been on yours and talked about like glassing from the road and that kind of thing. And I mean, I, well, we saw today, I don't know if we'd be able to glass cause it's a, this it's, it's gnarly, it's gnarly, but yeah, I mean, definitely good strategies to hunt it yeah i I think you know i'll say this i think walking up on it you had seen it more recently than me but the area just had grown up i mean i was back like i said in may so it was starting to green up yeah you know Um, i think it was early may if i'm not mistaken yeah um and but the growth was just crazy Mm -hmm. to where looking at it now it's like you know maybe if you climbed a tree yeah, somewhere you could in ob- it, observe it. You could, yeah. you know, you could get up and you could glass, and that's really, I think, what my strategy will be for that is come back sometime Octoberish. Yeah, you know, and um, probably do uh, probably sit close to where that camera is and just because that would seem to be a vantage point where you could see pretty well as well. Yeah, it actually you could see pretty well yeah. from the actual camera site. And because uh, I, I mean, I hang my cameras high, so I was able to get up off the ground a little bit and kind of. Yeah. survey and look around i was like okay i can see a, a fair amount here and so this wouldn't be a bad spot to just come check the camera yeah park my butt in my saddle and just kind of observe for an evening to right. kind of get a better beat on what the the deer are doing yeah we have a pretty good sensor coming from the i guess the uh, the west yeah toward the east Correct. and from the north down yeah everything's in a downward like northwest all north, the movements northeast. down in yeah. west to east yeah. essentially right um and not a lot of nighttime pictures on that camera yeah, there was only one. Yeah. So that was surprising as well that we had as many that were And there was only one bear. And there was only one bear. He was big. He was, was a big. He was a big bear. Uh but yeah, only only one bear. But yeah, I think for this spot it's going to be probably morning or I'm sorry, evenings to start just I think what's going to be the hardest part is working the thermals in this particular spot. Yeah, and I mean the nice thing is is it was if you have a good breeze everything's going to be steady up there like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna have like swirling winds in that area at all yeah because there's nothing i mean 
there's the no other was, face, right? You know the, what I mean. To, the wind that was there today was consistent the entire time. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. So, you know, unless you're dealing with like no wind, you got it. Actually, would be better hunt it with a little bit. I think. I agree with you, and I, I think what we were kind of as we were talking, as we were kind of walking around today, it, it seemed like, like to hunt that, you know, you're gonna want like you could almost hunt it on any wind except a southeast, southeast. wind yeah because we kind of found how they were getting into that particular area you know because we actually yeah. as we were scouting our way out because there was another spot we wanted to scout mm-hmm. and there was just there was a change of uh, of habitat as you get kind of away from this area you get into some you know it was it was a fair piece i would say probably a close a mile close i think to. if i'm, I'm yep. not if i'm not mistaken when i tracked it before um and you know, you get into some diversity of habitat. So when we were kind of making our way to go scout that and check that out, you know, we use this way to kind of get out. And then what we found was like, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, there's a deer trail. Yeah, there's here. deer like trail cutting in. They're clearly going through here. Yep. Um, and so, which was a nice piece of data. Cause it's like, okay, well this is how they're getting in. Right. Right. Or they're coming straight in from, from the, from, from the West, you right. know, moving, moving East. And if that's the case, then, you know, I could probably get away with a rising thermal in the morning mm-hmm. so long as I have just like a little bit of like a, a you know, a north wind ish. Yeah. Right. You know, I think if you were going to try to kill one of those, I think what we were talking about too is like, you know, that old classic, if you're going to give the deer the wind, like you almost have to at some point to kill, to kill a good one. Right. And so it's going to have to be some type of easterly, mm-hmm. you know, like a northeast would be like the perfect. Yeah, man, you couldn't get any better than a northeast wind in that in that spot because right. where they're coming in and how they're coming in, that deer would have all the confidence in the yeah, world. They wouldn't. They wouldn't think twice. No, no, not at all. And you could get away with hunting a couple other winds. Yeah, I just don't know that you would be as effective. But right, I need to go back and look at the trail camera images and see what the wind data is on it. And again, we know this is all summertime. Yep. You know, late summer. You know, early September stuff that things can change, but. One at least to have some groundwork to yeah, to kind absolutely. of work from, and they have a lot other you know a lot of diversity close by. It's not like that's the only feature there. You know, there's there's water not very far away, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's there's doe like doe congregating areas close by as well. So it's not like you know they have plenty to to you know make a triangle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was essentially that that camera. And then we did a little scouting, which didn't turn up much. We made it all the way back to that, you know, that where the habitat gets a little bit my little bit more diverse. Yeah. And what we basically came away with was random scrapes, random scrapes <laughs> in places that don't make a lot of sense. Not really a stitch of deer sign, and you're going to have to basically hunt from your knees crawling, yep. essentially. Um, and but what it seemed like we did find another old like two track as we went up the side of the mountain, you know, another like old logging road. Right. Who I mean, who knows how old that logging road is, but they clearly were crossing it at a couple of different points. And so yeah. it seems like an interesting feature. Mm-hmm. You know? And especially because it led down to other, it connected everything kind of, you know, it did, you yeah. know, and so we could imagine like, you know, this, it was one of those things where it was, the good part was, was the way we kind of entered going to look at that, you know, that area of diversity and the way we came out weren't too far away necessarily on that old logging road to where we got to walk a lot of it as we were kind of going down to some other stuff that we wanted to check out to, you know, go grab some other cameras. And what we realized was, was that really up where we had crossed to make our way up into that other section of, of habitat 
was probably the best spot to set up. We could see yeah, where they were crossing it. Yeah, as far as a huntable part of it, that was, yeah. that was where it was. And we saw some tracks on it as well where we could tell where they were using it, you know, where, like, the leaves where it was clear that there, there were deer walking it yep. and stuff like that. So that was that was kind of cool. And so there's, I think there's a couple different setups in that general area to, to oh, hunt yeah. the same deer. Agreed. So anything else with that? Anything else with that spot, or I think we touched on everything for that one. Yeah, I think we're I think we're good. And so then the next move was um, another camera I had set up. Now you guys had checked this back in. Yeah, that was July, the one we checked in July. I think. Yeah. yeah, and good deer on that. Um, you know, two really good ones. There were two solid ones. We didn't really know what they might turn into as they you know as they went through the rest of the summer. But it was like two deer. We were like, okay, they keep doing what they're doing. They're going to be shooters. Yeah. You know, we just didn't know to what extent. And, uh, this one's kind of, uh, you about busted your rear end and fell in, fell in some water. Like, yeah, I did <laughs> complete wet boots for the rest of the trip. Yeah. So, and that was early in the day. So you had wet boots for most of the day. Um, but we, yeah, we got back to this place and dude, the piles of bear crap. Yeah. Were large. We had the bear whistle going. We did have the bear whistle going. <laughs> like that was the one spot where I was like, man. If Large and fresh. Yeah. I was like, if we're going to run into a bear, this would be the spot. Yeah. You know, because there were some little bends where we were walking where you couldn't see around. And bears and rattlesnakes. Bears and rattlesnakes. And we didn't see either today, so that was good. It was good. My snake boots worked. Yeah, they I figured did. if I wore them, we wouldn't see They warded see off the evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but we got over to this area, and this was an area that I had made a mock scrape, and deer were checking it out early when we yep. did the first first camera pool actually hitting it early yeah 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 and it, it was covered up now at this point you know we freshened it up when we got when we got over there and uh tell us what we found on that one man man that was an exciting pool too that second one just dis- didn't disappoint and we kind of had a feeling because of having good because we had good ones before. there before yeah. i think what we wanted to know more than anything though was are we getting because we had seen those bucks so early yeah on that on that camera that and they weren't so grown in terms of antler development that we could tell who they were at that point. Right. right. And so what I won't say our concern, because the first camera we pulled had five shooters on it. Two yeah. that are I mean, going to we be were high on life the whole time walking. Through yeah. Yeah. But what I think both, both of us back in our minds, what we really didn't want to see was the same deer on that camera as well. Right. You know, cause yeah. Then was, how do you figure them out? From, right. Not just that, but it's I mean, like, those cameras are pretty far apart. They're, Right. Mile and a half. Almost, probably almost two. Yeah. When you look yeah. at it. Yeah, it's a fur piece. Yeah. But there's that one piece of area where, where that other camera was that w- that wasn't working. Right. right that we checked. Um, you know, and so it, there's a couple things that kind of tie together. So it wouldn't be unforeseen to have them on yeah. both. Right. Um, it would be a little out of the ordinary this time of year, I'd say. But yeah. it wouldn't be unimaginable, I right. guess. Right. Um, especially as we got later into summer, I wouldn't be surprised if one, as they started to split. They were like, "Hey, I'm out of here. I'm going. I'm going over to this area." Yeah. You know? um, but talk about what was on that camera, man. So that one, that one was great. We had two shooters on that one too. I th- or was it three? I think it was three, but two that were like two that were real studs. Yeah, like the way we're class. Just so people know, like how we're classifying. Like when we say shooter, yeah. it's like anything that you know. Aaron or I would pull back a bow on. Yeah. You know, and so you know, if it's close to Pope and Young, around Pope and Young, or or bigger like right. that would and these be two we, are definitely over yeah for sure just to qualify yeah we didn't have very many bucks on cameras that we deemed shooters yeah that were under 130 plus inches correct like you know so when we say shooter there were a few here and there that we had that was like eh, that one's probably like 
125, yeah. you know, ish or whatever. But on the smaller end, and I would say out of all the cameras we pulled, man, aside from the dinks that we had, you always get yeah. your run of like. Yeah, there was plenty of those on both cameras. Spikes and a forky and yeah. whatever. But. Well, really, we only got a spike. That's. Yeah, we that's, only got spikes. Yeah, that's only it. Spikes. Yeah, only spikes. <laughs> oh, we got one forky. We'll throw that out there. Um, Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You know, but out of all the shooters that we have, that we've had on camera today, man, I would say that there's probably only maybe three that weren't like 130 or better. Oh yeah, easy. easy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I can easily. only think of three off the top of my head, and they were all over at the other yeah other area. So I'm actually this. So this one did. It had three shooter shooters on it. Yeah. So there was a. Uh, there, the, the two real big ones both had character. That eleven pointer you're talking about, flyers off the G twos, mm -hmm. and one of them had a split brow tine. I mean, it it just and all daylight. Again, one one yep. picture of nighttime picture of that one uh, yeah. tall eight pointer that we had on that. And that one over there was an eleven point. Yeah. And then the other one, I think, was a was he? It a looked 10? like it looked like a. It was a nine or a ten with a split brow tine. Yeah, and we just just so in full transparency, we literally were looking at these on card readers on our yeah, phone. Yeah, we haven't actually looked at them on a computer yet. Yeah, and I I forgot my reader review for that. the images. Yeah, yeah, we need to re-review them and kind of look to to see. But like, but point being is that we were looking at these on small screens, and it was you know yeah. they were no doubters. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I, I was really excited about that pool. It, I was really curious about that area. I liked it when I hung that camera there. Um, and whenever I did that, whether I was, I think that was in May too. Um, I just wasn't sure about that spot. I had, right. you know, and then when we got what we got in July, I was pretty stoked. And then when we went back today and checked it, you know, I kind of had in the back of my mind for, for that camera. I was like, you know, sometimes you get a really good pool early and then like whatever they're feeding on Dies that's close by, close by, they either, you know, they either eat all of it, you know, or whatever the case is. Or, right. And they, and they move on to wherever the, wherever the food's more prevalent. But I mean, it was, again, it was similar to the previous pool, consistent daylight, big bucks. And I would say those two big ones probably right around the 150 plus right. would be my guess. The one bummer for this camera was that batteries may have died in between and changed the date. They must've kicked back on at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Batteries died. So that's, yeah, I forgot about that actually, because we didn't even get the full, the full inventory because we have no clue exactly when the camera died. Nope. You know? Well, it died. I think it was like six eighteen because it had pictures of me well, rehanging it. Yeah, seven eighteen of yeah. me rehanging it, and mm -hmm. then it. I don't know. It was like Jan. They were dated for like January or something. Yeah, it's weird, but I feel like there would have been. I feel like the pictures that it fritzed out on were like, and, and that it turned like the date to earlier on to january yeah. we're after that for whatever reason just because the yeah just because of the development of the antlers right and they had to have been after that yeah like pretty far after that yeah um because i was that was the brand new sd card i put in it when we pulled um yeah. pulled it last time yeah so 
you know, that's the bummer about that is we don't know exactly how many days we've missed as far as. Yeah, in, these could yeah. be all August, end of August pictures. Yeah. Where the batteries just decided to. Yeah. Kick back on. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll take it. We know there's big deer. Yeah. We know the daylight there. pictures. You can actually kind of tell, too, like evening versus morning pictures on those. So yep. that's helpful. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, directionally, we know kind of like where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, and we understand what, what time of day it is, you know, for the for the most part, not down to the minute. But, you know, it's yeah. it's mainly morning and evening. So they're not bedded too far away would be my right. would be my guess. Again, we take all this with a grain of salt because we know they could shift like lots can change, um, you know, but just the fact that we're getting the amount and the other cool thing that I like about this one, like this card pool, is that these deer were never together. No. Like in some of these no other card pools groups. we've had, you you would get one or two bucks that were together yeah. hanging out, which it, to me then becomes more likely that like, okay, they're going to, one of you, one of you is definitely leaving. Right. If not both, you know? Yeah. And we have to know they're pretty recent too, because the, I mean, they're thin, the velvet's thinning out and we... When we did get some hard horned on there, they mm-hmm. were all um, as early as the second, I think. Yeah. And I think we did have some hard horned. I have I can't remember for sure, but I think there was a, one or two hard horned ones towards the end. I don't know if they were big ones or not, but yeah, I think that I think on that one there were some there were like some scrunchers. Yeah, some dinks, you know, that went that went hard horned. But that's a good point because we can use that because we know he was. I'll put it to you this way, man. If he had any, if either of them had any more significant growing to do at that point, if it wasn't like the end of August at that point, then that eleven pointer is going to be pushing like one seventy. Yeah, he's he's big. big. He's a he's a big, big deer, big. you know. And if he wasn't almost done and out of velvet, then Lord yeah. help us, because because yeah. <laughs> he was big, you know. That'd be one to keep it together on. Yeah, I probably have a hard time doing yeah. that. But um, all right, so that was that camera. So we were pretty jazzed at that at that point oh um, yeah we were definitely jazzed on that point yeah we two were, two yeah. card pools two card pools it's lunchtime some you know. of the biggest deer that i've had in this state you know like yeah. on on camera we'll have an opportunity to chase just like you know yeah. like loving it um and, and there's then, a lot of room to chase them a lot of room to, yeah that's the one thing right it's when like you look you know I, i'm i'm well aware that it's one thing to get them on camera it's a whole other ball game mm-hmm. trying to kill them, you know? And so um, it's going to be a challenge because this is just generally like a, a challenging place to hunt. And, you know, but one thing I have that I will say is, you know, it, and then this is in talking to Tony and, and yeah. you know, I've talked about this and Tom, like, you know, yep. just had these conversations with different guys, different guys who hunt big woods and stuff like that. And typically you need to just find, find deer. Yep. You know, and it, and once you do that, like, there's a reason why they're kind of congregating in spots, you know, and then you just kind of branch off of that and figure out, well, okay, where are they going to move to? Because, you know, or how far are they going to move? Are they going to be really, you know, is it right. two miles or not? Or, right. And start to understand, like, you know, an area like this, and I could be completely wrong, you know, and I've talked to, Tony and I have talked about this. I feel like in certain spots in big woods that sometimes... I haven't seen the shifts always be like significant, I guess is one way to say it. Now I have seen in some areas of the big woods that I've hunted where like this deer was like two miles away, 
Right. You know, now, when I say shift, I'm talking about where he went for his fall range, not like how far he has traveled during the rut. Right. Right. Because you can get a deer that's five miles Never away. Never stops. From, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm talking more about before he goes completely crazy and just starts walking and running every day, you know, mm-hmm. how far away has he moved? Right. You know, it in... I would say, like, in the big woods pieces that I've hunted and run cameras on, like, I've always had a few bucks that I've had on each camera stick around. Yeah. You know, especially if they weren't, like, in a bachelor group and they weren't spending time together to begin with. Right. You know, the one spot in the Midwest I can think of, like, three deer specifically that I would get summer pictures of, and I would get them in the fall in the same spots. Right. You know, I would get them on scrapes, same spots. And maybe it's because I prioritize scrapes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That, that that they become more of a hub, and so they're going to spend right. a little bit more time closer by. I don't know if that's the case or not. I could be completely BSing here. You know, right. I don't know. It's just I'm trying to think about how or why they might stick around an area. Well, and it's probably the the same way that people think about spokes on a wheel. You know, when they, yeah. when they talk about that, and that's kind of what this what that camera is on. When you yeah. think about what it's on, it's kind of like probably the central hub for everything. Yeah, we're getting daylight pictures, so we're probably not there the fringe areas probably aren't far away mm-hmm. and the terrain kind of lends itself to that. Right. Like, yeah. Um, we talked about, uh, um, that, that maybe like the upper third isn't a thing here. Yeah. Right. For sure. So if, if we're talking that these deer, it seems like the sign, everything about the sign or not even sign value of anything that is, a third and above there's nothing really of value there it's just for deer for whitetail habitat right yeah. right bears great yeah i'll be in there but yeah there's not a lot of cover or browse or any value in the vegetation that we find in the upper third but when yep. you get to halfway it starts and when you get to halfway you find the sign so and it's 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 part of being flexible as a hunter and not being like oh the absolute rule is hunt the upper third well if it's not you might not be the rule in your area right yeah yeah 100 percent. because one of those cameras you know on the on that on that mountain is kind of on that bench that's yeah. at that top third and i'm getting bucks occasionally yeah more does um and, and it makes sense and the reason i set that camera there's because it was a bench like this little kind of flat area and i kind of knew i was like all right it feels like Deer are gonna likely use this to travel, right? Right. But it's a lot of it's a lot of nighttime, a lot of nighttime pictures, right? You know, and they're spending all their daylight a little lower, and we're seeing that on a couple different cameras. Like we're seeing that on the one that we checked, you know, on the on the side of the mountain. Yep. We saw the one that's across the water. Yep. You know, that's that's low. You know. Yep. And then we had other cameras that were further up that have been checked previously that like. Uh, sporadic deer, not very consistent, and not not the same caliber. Not and almost never for. the same deer. Like, these big ones that we're talking They're about, consistent. we got them three days in a row. Yeah. Um, or morning and evening, two days in a row, something like that. You yeah. know, they're there. Consistent. And recognizable every day. Yeah. Now, does that hold true as we go? I don't know. Again, this is, you know, we're new to this piece. So yep. we're kind of we're learning this this piece as we... As we go. And our main goal at the beginning of the year was just find where deer are. Like, yeah. I mean, this is, it's big. Like we've said in other podcasts, you most of it, you could throw baseball in it. Mm-hmm. And 
our goal was is to find where we're going to find a good concentration of deer that's huntable. Yeah. And we already knocked that way ahead of the game as far as like I, what my expectation was. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, my expectation was blown from the first card pool to be honest with you. Cause I, we set out, I don't know how many cameras, you know, between, Let's just say you and I, and I know Tom set some out too. And I knew he was going to have some deer camp because he, yeah, he you know, already, yeah. he's, he's yeah. local or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's familiar, we'll yeah. say. Um, but for you and I hanging cameras, I was like, if I just have a camera yeah. out of the, I don't know how many I've got here, however many it Eight is, or something, something like that. Something like that. I was like, if I have between one, just you and me. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, if I have just one between us yeah. that has, a couple decent deer on and gives us a starting point for next year to yeah. like say, okay, well, why were these, why were these deer on camera? Like, why yeah. were they spending time here? Right. What's the, what's the reason they're here? Right. And then can we look at that and find that in other places? Right. You know, that was really the goal. Yep. We've gone from like that to like, okay, we kind of now understand like what we're looking for. Right. You know, and, and now we're getting to the point where it's like, we're, I feel like we're starting to be able to dissect like, what kind of like topographically speaking, like where do they want to spend their where time? They're preferring, yeah. You know, and it's interesting because it's um it's in all different areas. It's in like the one spot on the mountain. It's on. It's in steep stuff. That's, yeah, it's, it's something Nathan Killen has talked about. You Very know. steep on that. Yeah, coming down that logging road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that thing is steep. You yeah. know, and. But then, like, the, you know, people will tell you, like, don't hunt the bottoms. But I think some of these bottoms are huntable, yeah. and that's where a lot of the deer are at. Now, we're not in, like, the complete bottom bottoms. Like, some right. of the places where we are, it's swamp. So Right. And you have to think about, too, like, the reason people don't want to hunt a bottom is because I guess if you're teaching somebody new or whatever, the best thing would be, like, hey, you're checking out a new piece. Start in the upper third. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, they... they that's making a base foundation. Yeah. So if you're in an area that's a bottom and you can figure out what those thermals are doing, what the wind is doing in that area, hunt it. Like, yeah, it might not be like every single time the wind is going to swirl in there. Right. And most of these places that we're finding in the bottoms that are huntable are pretty wide. I was just going to say that because when you get those narrow ones, that's where you get a lot of shifting. Right. Cause you know, everything's and, and deflecting off stuff. Yeah. It's hard. But here, just the way this area lays out, yeah, you don't get like what I would call like spine backs. Correct. You know, there's a place that I hunt in the Midwest, and that's what it all is. You've hunted it yep. as well. Yep, it's all spine backs, and it is all They're deer signs in the down. bottom. Yep, and it, you will never see a deer down there if you hunt it. Yep, just because they're going to know you're there three years before you ever got there. Yep, you know, and and you have to hunt. You have to hunt the benches. Yep. Like it's the only way to hunt a lot of that stuff in that area is, is is hunt benches or hunt kind of like benches that kind of connect like connect different features together and stuff right. like that. This area is different, whereas like you don't have like you have some pretty severe or significant like elevation changes. Yeah. But like you were saying earlier, like there's really only a sweet spot of where it's like habitable, where it's like where what deer want is there. Right. And then when you get into those bottoms, they're so wide. Yep. That it's like it's like hunting a, a flat swamp. Right. Is is like what it's it's exactly like how it hunts. Right. You know, because the other side of elevation is so far away right. from where you're probably gonna set up. Yep. 
you're gonna have a you're gonna have a relatively consistent win in that spot. Absolutely. You know, so, all right, so we've kind of beat that one up. We've pulled that one, killer card pool. We actually had a little bit of a drive for the next one, so we hopped in the truck, yep. drove over to the next spot, went and pulled one of my cameras that we had three really good deer on yeah. in, I guess, July. Yeah, and then we had moved that for that card pool just because we had a another camera close by that was also getting the same bucks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we went and checked that one. The bummer was, you know, uh, there weren't any deer on it. We'll just we'll just put it that way. There yeah. was some there was some hiking and some recreating. We'll say that was was going that on. That was this surprising, area. like you know, the bushwhacking style. Yeah, particularly where it was at, you know. But yeah. p- the way these folks were dressed and attire and the groups and stuff that came through, it's like they were yeah. clearly recreating. So oh, it wasn't absolutely. like they were out. Yeah, they weren't out being mischievous or doing anything. They're just enjoying the outdoors. Yeah. So, so the trail that we had seen and like the area that was kind of beaten down, clearly what we thought might be a game trail was not. That's a learning point for us. Yeah, because you know what we had seen historically, we don't see a lot of trails here. Right. You know, they're very, very subtle if there are, and then like they'll be defined for like 50 yards and then they'll just peter Peter out and disappear. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, you guys saw that and was like, oh, must be a game trail. Yeah. And narrow. Yeah. Put a camera on it. Tracks on it. Got one bear. One bear. I think one doe. There was two bears on it. Yeah. Yeah, Two bears actually. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple does, you know, just not, and not consistent at all, more sporadic. And what was surprising was, is that trail was crisscrossed with actual deer trails. Yes. Where we thought like, oh, like there was like a little, know, little ditch crossing. Little there. ditch crossing there. And which again, wasn't used at all. Recently. It was, all, it was evident pulled, when you guys pulled it and moved right, the camera. Yeah. Today when we got there, it was like, you would Nothing. never know that there was a ditch crossing there because nope. they're not using it right now. Right. Yeah. So at some point they were probably there. Yeah. Yeah. So that camera was a bust, um, which was a which was a bummer because this was an area where we had a deer that was just super wide. Yeah, um, you know, had, it was good information because that would have been an area we probably would have hunted. Yeah, had we not known like, oh, this is a place where people like to go. Yeah, well, because the way it sets up, like we walked in, I was like, dude, I'll, I'll hunt this tomorrow. Yeah, like, the way it sets up and lays out, it looked killer. Yeah, um, and you know, so we basically that card was. A, uh, that camera was a bust, so we just pulled that, and I was like, we'll just redeploy that. And we actually just went and hung it where it was hung before. Right. Um, on video mode this time. That was the one thing, too, I should mention. Like, I basically switched all my cameras over to video yep. mode for this for a couple reasons. One, you know, especially when I'm learning a new area, I want to see, like, exactly how they're walking. Because, look, you know, cameras don't always fire right away. Right. A deer could come in and turn... And if the camera didn't just pick him up just right or whatever, he right. could be facing the opposite direction he came in. Right. You know? So I like to run them on video mode as I get closer to the season because I want to really see during the season, you know, how they how they move. Yeah. Essentially. And that's what we're gonna kind of, you know, you know, hopefully pick up from, you know, running I think all the cameras I changed to video mode except for one. Or all mine at least. I think there was one I left on photo mode. Yeah. I don't I think, remember which one. Yeah, I don't was. remember which one that was either. But anyway, there was a second buck. There was one that was a good buck, you know, that looked like he was going to be a shooter when we pulled that in July. Um, mainframe eight, you know, looked like he was probably going to be like a Pope and Young yep. eight point, just a really solid buck. Right. Um, but there was one that we had out in the distance that if I like, and I didn't notice him at first when we did the first card pull, I had to zoom in and look. So I was like, man, is that a deer back there? And I looked yeah. and just, I've mentioned him on the pod. I think I've mentioned or referenced him on the podcast before. Just looked like the potential to be a mega freak. Yeah. Like, 
where the frame he had in July, the mass on his bases was just like, huge. good Lord. Yeah. You know, but anyway, we hung, rehung that camera. Um, and then there was another one that wasn't far from there. We thought, Hey, let's go. Our, it was actually our buddy's camera. Yep. And so, you know, the way we kind of worked, there's been three of us. We put out a ton of cameras. Yep. So when we're close to each other's cameras, you know, whoever happens to be up in the area, yep. we just tell each other, like, pull the camera, check them out. Yeah. And, or pull the card and switch this card out. Yeah. And just email the photos around. Clean so everybody the bugs has out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so we went to check his camera and unfortunately it died. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working. So, we replaced that with, I had an extra can with me, so we replaced that over a scrape. Yeah. You know, and so fingers crossed that we get some of the, because I really thought a couple of those big deer were going to be on that camera. Yeah, I did too. Because this is a spot. That, that was, that was a, that was a bump. That was a bummer. That was like our low point of the day because yeah, like, we had uh, the camera before that that was like moved to a killer spot that we thought was going to be awesome. Just yeah. nothing. We, you know, go up to this camera where we're like, well, at least there's a second camera not too far away from where we got the first set of pictures in July. Right. Let's see what we got there. We go check that one. It's not working. And yeah. we're like, Number the deer two. that we were most excited about yeah. checking in on. We missed a whole month and a half of that guy. Yeah. You know, so, so that was that. So then we were kind of like, all right, well, let's, you know, Aaron had a couple cameras that were all kind of close to this area too, not far away. Or when I say not far away, I mean, on the same piece. So we were, yeah. It wasn't like we had to drive to. We could hike to hike to check those out. And so, yeah, let's talk about, you know, the camera pools for yours. Yeah, so we we pulled that one. And that this area where my, where mine are is a real cool funnel, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, two different types of timber on both outside edges and different right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we should mention, too, that this area at some point is clear cut here and there at... I don't know. What do you think? Maybe five or six years ago, at some point they went. Yeah, through. I would say probably five, yeah. just because the the two track stuff is still like bare dirt in Grassy. a lot of places, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. So, so this is kind of like the transition into in between those two areas, and um, super uh, killer spot, yeah. super cool, super spot. super killer spot. And this that camera didn't just finally we we did get some good ones on that one, yeah. Right? And I think there were two on that one at least, and one that was like. I don't know. That deer might have been a two and a half year old or something. Close I think to that. he. I think he was the youngest good deer. Yeah. That we had Agreed. on had on camera. And when I say good deer, I mean we've had some that were like eight points that were like you know one twenty five or whatever. But they were looked like they were all probably three and a half. Yeah. You know. And this if was you the, get him coming in hot and fast on a doe or something, he's probably going to get you excited. That kind kind of yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Um. But you could tell just like by his body, like the other ones that we saw were like borderline mature, so they were like. You know, I know, like, you know, if we're talking mature deer, we're talking four plus, and we had a ton of those today. Yeah. But, like, some of those smaller ones that we were saying are shooters. Skinny, are, long legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of them were probably in that three-and-a-half-year-old category. This yeah. guy was clearly, like, when you looked at him immediately, yeah. you were like, okay, he just doesn't have the same body type as all the other deer we've right. been seeing. You Correct. Know? But um, hard horn deer on that. Yep. Um, on the 2nd of September, I believe. If the 2nd of September was yeah. where those where those came in. And the the two bucks that we had on that were studs they they were they, they were happy find because we were after those two yeah. last two cameras we were like oh, i was just gonna eh. yeah but that one turned out real well and we like we got a lot of pictures of them but like yeah two like two good bucks a couple different times yeah a couple different times different days yep um daylight again all daylight the all daylight yep. yeah um there were some that were like right in the gray zone but mm-hmm. yeah i mean 
could I couldn't have been happier with that camera pool either because yeah. it just you know I can't remember exactly how big those ones were because we just we that I was know, getting toward the end of our day so we were trying to flip through. through and get to the next camera. I want to say they were they were easily Pope and Young. Oh my yeah 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 I was like I think the one of them might have been pushing one. 130s, 140s. I was thinking probably like, because they were both, if I'm not mistaken, eight points. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. And so the one was just super tall. And we think he might be the super wide one that we had earlier in the year because this deer was wide. Yeah. And he just, he's just a, a and yeah, he's we're going to have to look at those big body because I know really you're saying 140 and, and, and like, you know, 30s to 40s. And I'm thinking back going like, man, I, I don't yeah. know, like that one. And I think it wasn't even that eight point. I think you're right with that eight. Yeah, I think there was one that was, was a ten, and was that one was the one I was looking at, going like, "That's a big deer." Yeah, you know, and he looked, just his frame just yeah. looked, um, significantly bigger than at that eight right. point. And and one cool thing about that spot is like, that is not a hard place to get to. Easy hunt. Yeah, I yep. mean, probably if you get in the tree, you might be able to see the truck. I don't know, but right, yeah. Um, Hey man, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I'm, I always say, look, I'm not ashamed to hunt something that's not, that's easy access. Yeah. If the right deer are there, it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, it had all the right stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's got the cover. It's got a lot of different food. And again, it's got two pieces that were clear cut on either side of it. Yeah. You know, maybe a little distant, but not it, edible for a yeah. year you know yeah um so really happy with that with that card pool so we left that one there yep we left that on photo mode i just left it the yeah that one mode. stayed yeah. in photo mode yeah. yeah and then we had a real easy time finding the next one. Oh boy <laughs> Aaron if, there's, some- <laughs> if there's a if there's a good tip if you forget to mark something and you're close just go back yeah <laughs> just go back so my, my guy here <laughs> forgot to mark this camera when he said it and he just he just waylaid a pin down to yeah. just walk out. Turn around, point the onyx in the right direction, and just lay a pin. Yeah. Not a not a good not, yeah, not, not a good, good strategy. No. And then wrote close to hemlock. Yeah. You know, and so that was Tom's idea. Okay, was it? Okay. Was we're gonna throw idea. that one on yeah. Tom. And so it's probably good he did, because that's what I was looking for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it took us it took us a while to find that one. And like you actually went on a wild goose chase because I was like, I don't know that you know where it's at. So yeah, you were like, I'm gonna walk through the middle of this you gave swamp. Up on me. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to walk through the middle of this, like, rattlesnake swamp. I had the poles. I was like, yeah, man, I'll just wait on this log and run for you. I'm <laughs> free to come back. I found it. Yeah, you did. I found it. You did. And what, I can't remember what was on that. There wasn't much. There, on yeah, that. I was going to say, one hardhorn buck, I think, a young one. Like, yeah, there. we had that one young eight-pointer on, like, eight times. Yeah, and we were like... couple bears. couple bears. But that eight-pointer, we were like, next year he'd be a looker. He's gonna be a looker for yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot of does, a couple of does on that one. We did have a couple of does on that yeah. one. Yeah, but the that problem was, is, is there was a lot of false triggers from the vegetation that was. That's the hard part around those types of places like that, where it's like you know it's good, like yeah. the deer signs there. I think on the camera prior to that, we got lucky just because there's so much, there's so much canopy. Yeah, that the sun doesn't really get through a whole it lot was in dark that area. There. Yeah, it was dark so it, there. It, it it was to or at and least the, the way the camera was pointed. I, right, and the camera on that one was actually like eye level to deer it wasn't mm-hmm. pointed down into the vegetation like this yeah. one was yeah so you had everything go out across so that was a little bit better yeah and but i mean you got to put the cameras where the deer are and there were 
I always, yeah. I mean, I try to, you know, pay attention. I try not to point them east or west because I don't want the rising or setting, you know, sun to like, you know, give me a bunch of glare or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm going to work with whatever tree I got and wherever the deer are going to be, I'm going to, and I'll live with whatever I get aside from that. So we pulled that camera. Yeah. That one was, it's got to go. Like it just wasn't a great, great spot. And it's one of those things where, man, again, like you swing and you miss on some of them. It was worth a try. Yeah. And then. We had one. And more oddly camera. enough, though, that wasn't that far from that other camera. So uh-huh. I was kind of surprised that I was too. some of those didn't go by there. Mm-hmm. And again, not like they couldn't have. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just didn't pick it up. Maybe they were cruising through there. What You never know. Or they but, skirted it. They went behind it or right. whatever the case is. But I think what it said was is they're not spending a lot of time down in that particular area. They're right. spending more time just like a little further up. Yeah, when tucked in a little bit better. Yeah, because yep. this was just a little bit more out in the open, yep. you know, and it would be great now. But I know when I was there in the winter scouting, that is like uh, open, open. Oh, yeah, yeah, like wide open. Well, and the other thing to say is is the one food source that was in there seems to be be mostly depleted. Yeah. So. And they could have been in there earlier, but. Right. Summertime yeah. food, it seems like, you know, maybe it was getting down to the end of it when I hung the camera. Right. Because we did notice, like, all the blueberries that were in there before yeah. were were gone. Gone. You know? So, all right. So, we had one more camera to pull. <clears throat> and at this point, we were, like, we were reminding ourselves of the good card pulls we had. Yeah. <laughs> because we were getting a little on the... Well, because we had such high hopes for this particular area. And we had a couple good deer on that one camera of yours, yeah. but we were looking for like this to be like the home run. Yeah. You know, like, which was we a little unreal. for every card pool to be that card pool. Yeah. yeah. And which was a little unrealistic considering the first one we had of the day. Yeah. Like, I don't know that you're going to get, I've never had a card pool better than that ever. Like anywhere. No. To be honest. I mean, I've had, my, my stuff locally this year is probably the best card pools I've ever had. Cause I mean, we're having, we have aggregate. Good, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're, Big on all of them. Yeah. But we have those cameras in tight. These cameras here are pretty spread out. All over the place. Yeah. 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 So And that one had five deer that were like... Toads. Hammers. Toads. You know what I mean? So, yeah. all right. So we're moving on to the last camera. This one, you just took a flyer on this. And it was... It, I did. It was some like of the, a, best, the best camera hangs are just flyers. Right. Because... You don't overthink like it. Right. Just like you said earlier... Looking for where the deer congregate, right? Well, if they congregate, they congregate there. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of deer on that camera. Yeah. And most of them were does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was. It was a camera that I was just following a train feature and ran across something that... Looked I mean, like a scrape. Right. Everything here is like, is it a scrape? Is it not a scrape? I mean, you have to look for a licking branch. You have right? to, yeah. And there was something that kind of looks like a licking branch. I, I think it's a scrape, or it was at some point. I don't know. But... It was like a. I want to get a camera up before I gotta get on out of here. Same way I hung that hung that one. We got a yep. bunch of big deer on. It was just like a last minute. Yeah, and that one didn't disappoint. I mean, no. there were easily over. Well, there were like almost four hundred pictures on there, and almost every picture had a doe on it. Yeah, and and that was the one thing because it, it was funny. Like, well, I'll, I'll do like foreshadowing here. It we. We're flipping through it, and we both were kind of feeling like, you know, yeah, like, man, because we had such high hopes for the other spot that we just kind of left. Yeah. This spot is really close. It's just, right. it's a hike away, and it's not that it's not that far as the crow flies. Yeah. And so, since we were somewhat disappointed by the other, which we shouldn't have been, because there was two really big deer on, yeah. in that area, so it's like, you know. We'll cry, get cry excited later when we re-review everything. Yeah. We'll be a little more excited. And so, 
when we got over to this spot, you know, we're flipping through and we see all these does, you know, and I know we're both feeling like, oh man, come on. Yeah. Like, one, like <laughs> can't we more? just get one more good buck, you know? <laughs> one more. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was just like, well, hey man, you know, I'm like, you know, we're getting does like uh, almost daily. Yeah. And, you know. And groups of does. And too. groups of them. Yeah. And it's a smattering of like daylight, night. Yeah. Early morning. Or early, so it's, yeah. it's all, all kind of all over. Yep. And this is not far off of a uh, of a relatively new new cut yep. as well, um, and then we saw a porcupine come in into that porcupine. scrape, and so we thought that was just like a, a yeah, barking like a, that was made by a porcupine right. coming in, yeah, you know, looking for looking for grub or just whatever. Yeah. And then we started seeing some does hit that licking branch. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, your thought was correct. Right. What you saw was in fact a licking branch. Right. You know, how often are they using it? We don't know. Right. You know, so we're like, all right, so that's positive, right? Yep. So I was like, because it's like if there's does hitting it. It's close to a cut. Mm-hmm. Eventually, there are going to be bucks here. It's just a matter Absolutely. of like when does that happen? And it would make sense for that to be a good place to travel with the way the 100%. train was there. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, and then it happened. <laughs> we we got him. We got him. <laughs> we got him. I, that deer's big. That's that's a big he's deer. a big buck. And it, I, he's an eight, right? Or was he a nine? I don't remember, man. We have it's to look like, back. There's too much. But, poor us. We've seen so many big buck pictures yeah. today. Like, we <laughs> no can't. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, he's big. Yeah. Um, if he's an eight, he's the biggest eight we have on camera. Yeah. And maybe we have to look at all the pictures, but he, there's a good chance. There's a chance that he could be that wide buck from the distance. Yeah. Um, but he's big. I mean, and we were hoping if it is that buck, we were kind of hoping for him some time length and he has it. So yeah, and he put it on. Yeah. And it's an, it's you know, some nighttime pictures and you put on a good display, hit the licking branch. That was the thing that I got most excited about. I was yeah. like, all right, yeah. you know, and I want to go back and look at the dates on a lot of these pictures yeah. because especially that one, because he just out of nowhere showed up and he spent some time in that scrape. He hit the licking branch a couple times. Yeah. I didn't see a picture where he was taking a piss in it, but maybe, maybe he yeah, did. We'll maybe he just, didn't. I mean, there were like 10 pictures of yeah. it too. Huh? Um, and it could have been in between triggers or whatever the case is but right it, it just i want to see what the dates are because that felt very familiar to like some of the things that chad and i have talked that about was where middle of august if i re- and that's about the time where like a buck will kind of make a little excursion to where their yeah. fall ranges are going to be right. and that's why i was curious and i i should I we should have looked at the second, dates when we're, oh yeah i think we're it looking, was the second but, week in august if, if i'm not mistaken because that like 18th to 22nd is like that time frame you kind of look at and i want to yeah. go back and i actually want to go back and look at all the pictures and see yeah are there new bucks? Because we had that happen on the first camera pool we did with all the big deer on it. Yeah. That there was just randomly all of a sudden like a new one showed up. And I think he showed up a couple times, but it was like we yeah. got all these other ones consistently. Yeah. Then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it was like, oh, there's a new big buck and he's yeah. going to show up a couple different times. Yeah. You know, and I want to go back and I want to look and see what that date was that right. that happened. Yeah. You know, because that might start to indicate what's moving in. What's moving into the area? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily indicate what's moving out, but it's it, it can certainly help indicate what might be moving in. Right. You know. So, and that was the, that was the last card pool, man. That was a that good was. way to that was a good way to end it. We both kind of ended on a high note, you know, feeling good about. Yeah. I and mean, we should have felt good regardless, but it was just a nice way to end. Yeah. Where it was I like, mean, man, we have. I don't even, dude. Ten that we probably would shoot, and eight that are shooter shooters, like. <laughs> Like big, big deer. Yeah, 130s yeah. and higher. Um, 130s to pushing 160s. Yeah. So. Yeah, not a not a bad haul. It was a good day. 
It was a good, like Ice Cube said. I think it was Ice Cube. I got to say, it was a good day. Yeah. Didn't even have to use my AK, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but now we're sitting in the trailer. We're sipping a little coffee. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to, I think we're going to pack up the trailer and, and head home. We're going to take a closer look at some of these pictures and, uh, you know, start making plans. I'll start hunting on the 18th of September locally. And then, you know, we'll wait for the opener for October to get up here. And I'm chomping at the bit to get back up here now. Like I don't have a whole lot at home right yeah. now, um, on camera, at least, you know, that could change of course. But and now I'm kind of almost of the mind where I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. Yeah. I did the test run when I got here last night, hooked up like internet and in my camper. So like, yeah. I did a, I did a practice Zoom call with my wife just to make sure my Zoom worked for work. So it's like I can fully like live and work here yeah. Yeah. if I need to and, and right. chase big deer. So yeah. perfect. That's my, that's my plan. Well, hey man, thanks for thanks for meeting me up here, dude. You're yeah, you're always down for a scout and a camper pool. So thanks I appreciate for the hang, that, buddy. Yeah, man, it's always good to spend some time with you. Always killer Absolutely. to find some find some big deer. And uh, thank you all for listening. We're gonna over and out. Take it easy. If if you're gonna take it, take it easy. <laughs> all right, folks, that is a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And if you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And while you're at it, head over to YouTube and give us a sub there too. I'd be super appreciative if you do those couple things for me. But before I shut this thing down, I need to give a big shout out to our partners who continue to help us make this podcast possible. Tether, Spartan Forge, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Skull Brew Coffee Company, and Maven Optics. And until next time, we'll see y'all. All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do-hard-shit hat for those of us who like to embrace micro-dosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.